0: and get it going. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. How are you tonight? Are you ready? Have you been looking forward to this? Well, let me just take a minute to say hello to everybody who might be watching tonight if this is your first time. Welcome to Faith Family Church. My name is Stanley Scott. I'm the senior pastor of this great group of people. My honor to serve and to love. So welcome to our Wednesday night edition. And uh, we just welcome you, make yourself at home. Feel free to comment. I do wanna ask everybody to consider sharing this message tonight. We're starting a brand new series called Blessing Blockers, and man, this would be so good for your friends and loved ones uh, to get a hold of. So please, uh, click share, whether you're on YouTube or on Facebook. I'm sure it will bless uh, some people's lives in the name of Jesus. Glad to see Sister Julia Simon on. Honest to God, you were on my heart today. I've been missing, uh, miss seeing you. Uh, of course always so sharp from head to toe uh so everybody say hello sister julia uh, pray all is well with you and, and your loved ones your family all right um so we're gonna have a great great time tonight brand new series again if this is your first time at faith family church welcome 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 uh many shout outs to you uh hopefully if you've started visiting, you, you 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 know, if you're checking us out to see if this is a good place for you and your family, uh, I'm I'm praying that God says, yes, this is it. Make it your home. Um, but keep checking us out until you get that peace from God that this is the right place. Uh, we do ask that you look past our failures and mistakes. Um, we're a group of people and people aren't perfect. And so uh, as a church, we're not a perfect church, but Uh, If anything makes us perfect, it's the love of God and the grace of God on our lives. So welcome to you all. Good to see Brother Chuck online. Uh, Amen. The Adams family and Sister Deborah, all of you all that are clicking in, logging in and uh, connecting with us. We welcome you. Once again, if you get a chance to share this, um, it will be a blessing. Um, so we're continuing. I, I'm not going to start just yet. I'm going to pray before we start. But I had this nugget drop on my heart that uh, I pray will be a blessing to you. Um, I was listening to Bill Winston preaching and teaching. Uh, I listened to different ministers while I'm riding my bike and getting my exercise in, and he said something uh, during a time of teaching. Uh, right before they received the offering and then, you know, he got into the, the, the message. But right before, uh, right in that first message, he said that the blessing is the scriptural name for the power that God used to create the world. Wow. <laughs> wow oh my goodness that was so good um I, I i literally had to pause and replay in my mind what he said i i don't know about you uh i get very excited about the blessing the blessing of the lord makes rich and he has no sorrow with it and you know at the end of last year we just all got really stirred up about the blessing of god and we're still on that track we are like jacob who highly values the blessing, and uh, we don't uh, we don't lightly esteem it. Uh, we don't disregard it. We are interested in what God's word has to say about His blessing being upon our lives. And if there's anything that we could do. Uh, to get more of it, we'll do it. <laughs> we are, we are uh, blessing, junk, uh, blessing junkies as it were. So anyway, let me repeat that statement. Maybe somebody can type it in. Now be careful if you type it so you can get it right. The blessing is the scriptural name for the power that God used to create the world. I mean, that thing went off in me like a bomb, right? You know, think about it. Uh, God, di- God didn't speak English uh, when he wrote the Bible. You know, he, he speaks the language of God and his people. He chose Abraham, who uh, obviously from them, from him came the Hebrew family. Uh, so God would speak to Abraham, and Abraham would understand him in his language, you know, so Hebrew or Aramaic. And uh, so the two English words that we have, the blessing, as we see them recorded in our English Bible, uh, you know, are not the exact words, but when you put it in that term, the blessing, the blessing is the scriptural name that God, uh, for the power that God used to create the world. That means when he said in the beginning, I'm not not even going to get into it. Anyway, I pray that you've been uh, enjoying these series with us and endeavoring to just go from glory to glory and increasing in your understanding. Well, let's go ahead and get into this word tonight. Bow your heads for a word of prayer in the name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you for this opportunity to receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. We pray for everyone connected tonight, uh, for, for Brother Ken Bayless and uh, Pastor Tony and, and Dolores Randalls, all of our brothers and sisters that are online tonight, that you give us uh, the spirit of wisdom and revelation, that revelation knowledge will flow freely and uninterrupted by any satanic or demonic force. Lord, have free course through this word. We are all excited about it eager to hear what you have to say, so our eyes are upon you. Holy Spirit, move through these airways. We pray against any malfunction of equipment on the sending end or on the receiving end. We also pray over the hundreds and thousands of people in the future that will listen to this message series. May they forever be blessed in their lives Uh, uh, emulate the blessing of the Lord in manifestation in Jesus name we pray and all that agree with that prayer said come on say it out loud amen amen god bless you tonight all right well turn with me in your bible to the book of first uh the the book the the first chapter of Ephesians chapter one and then we're also going to uh look at malachi chapter 3 the title of this series is blessing blockers uh, tonight's number one so part one and the subtitle is unblock me unblock me in ephesians chapter one and verse number three it says all praises to god the father of our lord jesus christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly pla- in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ and that's in the new living translation all praises be to God who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms Now, of course, uh, we, on Wednesday nights particularly, are studying the blessing of the Lord. And this scripture tells us emphatically that if we are born again, if we have made Jesus Christ our Lord and personal Savior, then God has blessed us. And he didn't just bless us uh, with one or two blessings. He blessed us with every spiritual blessing that could ever be, but the Bible says that he did it, and those blessings are in heavenly places so in 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 a in a quick review for those of you that may be new to these uh teachings on the subject of blessing, we define blessing as When something good is said to someone or about someone or something that enables them to succeed or it empowers them to prosper. In other words, you can't bless without words. To bless means to say something good that will enable prosperity. And so, when the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3 that God has, which is past tense, blessed us, it means absolutely, emphatically, and we, we've studied it from series to series to series, and it's the same in this series. We are saying that God has said good things about our lives individually that cover every spiritual blessing that could every good spiritual thing that God could say about a person. He said about us individually. And those good things that God said empower us to prosper. Now, words are very powerful. Uh, God says in his word, the death and life are in the power of the tongue. And we know that the worlds were framed by the words of God. So that the things that uh, that we see were not made of things that do appear. In the beginning, when God said, light be, <laughs> light was and still is and is still moving uh, at, that, at that speed of light. And so those things that God has spoken concerning you, From before the foundation of the world, you were chosen in him. God said some things about your life and those spoken words are what enable you to succeed and empower you to prosper. But the unique revelation about Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3 is that these these good things that God has spoken over our lives that enable us to succeed are spoken over our lives and these, these spiritual blessings are in heavenly places. The unique thing is we live, our spirit being lives in a physical body in earthly places. So the basic idea of this entire series is that we have been blessed in spiritual, uh, with spiritual blessings in heavenly places. How in the world do we get those spiritual blessings in heavenly places to show up in the earthly places where we live? The Bible teaches us that the blessing of the Lord, it makes rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Then evidently, there must be, there must be, and and this is how we're going to approach this study tonight. There must be something that blocks the blessing from flowing from heavenly places to the earthly places where we live. Turn with me, if you would, to our second golden text for the entire series, which is Malachi chapter 3. Now, don't get nervous. We're not talking about tithing tonight. But there's something in Malachi chapter 3 that I, I believe the Holy Spirit wants us to embrace as we study this series on blessing blockers. Is it possible that my blessings could be being blocked you know God has blessed me with every spiritual blessing is it possible that something could keep or someone could keep God's blessing of uh, uh for for my life over my life from showing up in my life we don't we, we we don't live as it were in heavenly places we're living here on earth until we die and then we'll go to heaven But I believe these heavenly blessings, these blessings are intended for us to walk in in this life where we live. So look at Malachi chapter three and let's look at verse number 10. It says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you. The windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Now, there's a concept in this passage. I'm not teaching on tithing tonight, so don't get nervous. But there's a concept in this passage that indicates that God is in heaven and, and, and there's blessings. And he says, if we do this, he'll do that. And the thing that that God will do if we do this is that he'll pour out from heaven. Well, it it says specifically that he would open up the windows of heaven and pour out of heaven into our lives while we're here on earth such blessing and that there's no room enough to receive it. So when we look at these two golden texts, and obviously we'll be talking about these two texts for weeks, we get the picture that's painted that, that, that in heaven, there's these blessings that can be poured out and showered out on earth. Um. Again, he said that 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 I will pour out such a blessing. Now, uh, one concept that we have to deal with is that we right now cannot be any more blessed than we already are. Uh, uh, probably two series ago, we dealt with that in terms of being overtaken. I think the series was called "Overtaken," and in part, and even in the previous series on Jacob's ladder. We said we cannot be more blessed than we already are. I, I just finished a teaching for uh, Salvation Temple Church where, where my dad pastors in Detroit. Um, they have a, a Wednesday night class right before this one. And uh, they invited me to speak, and, and we were talking about uh, some things in Scripture. And um, it's interesting to note that we cannot be more blessed than we already are. Um, We were looking at in that class that we are seated together right now, even though I'm standing in in our studio office here at our our residence. Uh, But the Bible says in Ephesians chapter two, and this is what we were looking at at the class in, in Detroit online, is that right now, you and I, if you are born again, because Christ is risen from the dead, you and I are seated together with Christ in the heavenly places. Uh, I didn't take a note of it, but that's in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 through verse 6. And You, God, who are rich in mercy, for your great love wherewith you've loved us, even when we were dead in sins, you've quickened us together with Christ and raised us up together And made us sit together in the heavenly places in the anointed one, Jesus, that in the ages to come, you might show what are the exceeding riches of your grace and your kindness toward us uh, in him. So now notice, according to Ephesians chapter two, the Bible says that we are right now seated together with Christ. Now, wait a minute. Either I'm here in Houston, Texas, or I'm there in heaven. Well, why can't we be both? Our finite minds don't function at that level. But according to the word of God, now God is the spirit. They that worship him, must worship him in spirit and truth. We know that he's there at the throne, but he's also living on the inside of us through the person of the Holy Spirit, both places at the same time. So, we are seated together with him. Notice this in heavenly places. I hope this is not too deep already. um, And I hope I make it simple enough so you can understand. So um, uh, according to the scripture, we're there in heavenly places, but also we function physically in earthly places, right? Now, According to Ephesians chapter one, we are blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Okay, so we, he he has blessed us in the realm of the spirit. The question that we are answering in this series over the next several weeks, and I'm not going to rush, the question is, how do we get those spiritual blessings to show up in earthly places. This, uh, This deals with the question or the issue that we cannot be more blessed than we already are. Now, you you almost want to put an asterisk by that, because if you look at the house that you live in, if you look at the car that you drive, if you look at the quality of relationship that you have with your spouse or your children, if you look at your clothes, you, if you look at physical things, you could say there are, are nicer things or there, there are things that could be better in our lives. So how can you say how can uh, that we can't be more blessed than we already are? The key word that will that will use throughout this entire series is manifestation. Maybe somebody can put that in the comments. Manifestation. You see, when we talk about blessing blockers, what we're talking about is anything that's keeping the flow of God's blessing into our lives. From manifesting in our earthly places. It's not that we're being blessed on earth, it's the blessing that we've been blessed with is now showing up in our earthly places. (laughs) So, we're starting a brand new series tonight entitled Blessing Blockers, based out of the revelation that we've already, that we are already blessed. With every spiritual blessing. In this series, we will learn from the Word of God the things that can block the flow of those spiritual blessings to earthly places. We're going to learn from the Word of God things that can block the flow of the spiritual blessings to your earthly places. Again, in Malachi chapter 3, God says, If you do this, then I'm going to make sure windows of heaven are open and the blessing flows into your earthly places in ways that you won't be able to contain. Woohoo! Glory to God. There's a game that you can download uh, on your phone. Uh, you can just go to your app store. And uh, you could search. it's called unblock me. And maybe you're on your phone um, but I'm gonna type it in that way it already pops up once you start uh, And uh, you could get it for free. Uh, I want to recommend that you get it. It's just it's a really cute game. and the object of the game is that there's this red block. you know like at school, you know we have these little wood blocks. And uh, you, you you put the, you know, like a, a square or a rectangle, a little block. Well, the, 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 the ideal of this game called Unblock Me is that there's this red block surrounded by a whole bunch of other wood-colored blocks. And there's a little opening on the opposite side of the screen. And the objective is to move all the obstacles out of the way so you can get this red block to the next level. I have to calm down while I'm saying that because the title of the message tonight is Unblock Me. God wants to help you remove any and every, I wish I had a church that could help me preach tonight. God wants to get you to remove and help you to remove any and every obstacle that's preventing you from reaching your next level. Somebody shout out loud, unblock me. (laughs) What's unique, and and I hope, I really do. Um, You know, Marie Kane and Don Shell, a lot of you guys that are online, uh, uh, the Velts family. I'm telling you, it's a fun game if you'll do it, if you'll try it. And um, again, sometimes you have to go backwards and, and deal with some stuff before you can go forward. Sometimes you need to, you know, move this over here and that over there. and It doesn't seem like that's progressive. And there's just no way that I can get this thing. You know, I, there, there's just no way to get around it. No matter what I do, it just seems like I, I, I can't. Get ahead! I can't get get past this one level. Seems like I take two steps and then, then I, I I get knocked back one. Come on, somebody! I wish I I wish I had a church that'll let me preach tonight. Lori Dankins is on. I know she'll help me preach. <laughs> Tammy Jenkins is on. I know I know she'll help me preach. Come on, somebody! All right. So download that game. Um, I was gonna call the whole series Unblock Me, but. We'll, we'll just use blessing blockers, but that is exactly what this series is intended to do. Uh, turn with me, if you would, to Second Chronicles chapter seven, and let's deal with some scriptures uh, to set the tone. Obviously, I, I really won't be able to get into the blocks tonight, but I'll, I'll present them to you and invite you to come back next week. but we we, we really need to deal with this concept of the gap between what's happening in heaven and what's going on on earth. I think it's very powerful that when Jesus taught his disciples to pray, one of the things primarily that he taught them is to pray, thy will, O God, be done on earth. There's an anointing in here tonight as it is in heaven the things that god wants for you should be realized in your everyday life he doesn't want you broke he doesn't want you struggling in relationships hurting real bad you know because of things that have happened and transpired just being unhappy on the job in the home he doesn't want you physically broken down in your body jesus taught his disciples to pray thy will O god be done in earth as it is in heaven speaking about prayer in second chronicles chapter 7 and verse 12 the lord appeared to solomon by night and said unto him i have heard your prayer and have chosen this place to myself for an house of sacrifice if i shut up heaven that there be no rain or if i command the locusts to devour the land or if i send pestilences or pestilence among my people if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face And turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. I thought this was very interesting because as I began to prepare for tonight, not knowing really what direction to go in, something really struck a chord in me about heaven being shut up. Uh, in other words, if heaven is blocked, then what's in heaven can't flow to earth. What's interesting, and, and you know, I've been praying this prayer since I was a teenager. So for over uh, 30 years, I've been praying 2 Chronicles chapter 7 and verse number 14. That if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray. But I remember in verse 13, God said, if I shut up heaven, if I what? Shut up heaven. He's talking about a heaven that's closed up or a heaven that's blocked up. He says, if I shut up heaven, that there be no rain. And these certain things begin to happen. So I was just prompted to show you from the word of God that uh, the, the, the idea that heaven can either be opened or it can be closed. It can be blocked or it can be unblocked. Somebody say it out loud. Unblock me. Let's look for a moment or two at, at, at a shut up heaven. This prayer, we, we read the answer to Solomon's prayer. And we use that as a as a plat, platform. Uh, Sister Michelle, she's over our prayer team, uh, always on these uh, Wednesday nights and Sundays, and, and 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 just is you know I'm so thankful to God for our prayer team. But Second Chronicles chapter seven is actually the answer to Solomon's prayer. When you back up to chapter six and verse twenty six and twenty seven, uh, in the midst of Solomon's prayer, he says, When the heaven is shut up and there's no rain because they have sinned against thee, yet if they pray toward this place and confess your name and turn from their sin when you do afflict them, then hear thou from heaven. Forgive the sin of thy servants and of thy people Israel when thou hast taught them the good way wherein thou shouldest walk. Send rain upon thy land. Which thou hast given unto thy people for an inheritance. I thought it very interesting that he prays when the heaven is shut up. What do you and I do as believers as we walk through this life and it seems like heaven is closed, when it seems like heaven is blocked, that we can't get our prayers through, that we keep going through life day in and day out, week in and week out without having what it is we believe that God wants us to have? What do we do when when, when heaven appears to be shut up? The Bible talks about heaven being shut up. In the book of Matthew chapter 23 and verse 13, Jesus said, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. (laughs) He says, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for uh, for you neither go in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. So notice Jesus deals with the issue of a blocked heaven. He, he addresses the scribes and the Pharisees and he says, you have shut up the heavens so that people aren't able. Is it possible that the devil and, and demons and evil spirits or even possibly people can keep uh, that, that can block heaven's flow of the blessing upon our lives? Are you kidding me? Are you telling me that it's possible for heaven to be blocked up? Woo! glory to god luke chapter 4 and verse 25 we're talking about a shut up heaven in luke chapter 4 verse 25 jesus says for i tell you truly many many widows were in israel in the days of elijah when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, and there was a great famine throughout all the land. Can you imagine just what it would be like in Texas if it didn't rain for a year? I can remember years ago, I think it was either uh, 09 or 10. There was a time Within the last 15 years, that there was a serious drought here in 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 our area, tree pine trees that are you know scores of years old died because there was a drought in the land. And Jesus calls to our remembrance that in Elijah's day the the heaven was shut up and and there wasn't any rain for three and a half years. Maybe you feel like you're in a spiritual drought. That things have not been the way that they used to be. And it's been not just one year or two years. It's been a few years where it seems like heaven's been blocked up. And the flow of God's blessings have caused, uh, have been blocked up. And that there's a great famine in Deuteronomy chapter 11. Who am I preaching to tonight? Glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Good to see uh, Velma Johnson on the the Johnson uh, family. We love you dearly. In Deuteronomy chapter 11 and verse number 16. Take heed to yourselves. Kalaboshekete. That your heart be not deceived. And you turn aside. And serve other gods why would you do that worship them why would you turn away from God what would cause you to turn away from God believers do it all the time we call it backsliding we turn back from God what's going on here And then the Lord's wrath be kindled against you and he shut up the heaven that there be no rain and that the land yield not her fruit unless you perish quickly from off the good land, which the Lord is giving you. I believe the Holy Spirit is 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 really calling out to you tonight. He knows you. He he knows right where you are, and what you're dealing with. And the Holy Ghost, I believe, is saying to take heed to yourself, allow allow yourself to, to connect with the revelation that's supposed to flow through this series to help you get some things opened up in your life. Don't don't be one and done on this. Make sure that you make this a priority because there it is possible that heaven has been shut up over your life, that there is something in your life that has blocked the flow of God's blessing. All of a sudden now your heart has deceived you. We know that when you're when any time your heart deceives you, that's self-deception. And one thing that we've recently learned about self-deception is that pride is always involved because the nature of pride is deception it blinds you and so anytime you see in the Bible where where something de- that 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 I deceived me that my heart has deceived me you know that pride is involved so he says take heed to yourself that your heart be not deceived so that you're not thinking something is true that is not you, so so you're not thinking that God is the one that shut up the heavens or that you're not thinking that oh there. you know it's not me it's not anything I'm doing it's everything else it's the government they've shut it down it, it, it's it's the it's the man it's It's this it's you know well if my if my ex-husband would have never did that or if my girlfriend would have never did that or if my child come on somebody he said take heed to yourself Hmm. Be not deceived, that your heart not deceive you so that you don't turn aside and serve other gods because of a shut up heaven. You know, what was exciting to me. So that's enough about heaven being blocked. Um, What was exciting to me was that the spirit of God then immediately after I captured these few verses of scripture, you know, I could keep going. Uh, you know, there's a few other references about heaven being closed up. But um, all of a sudden, something stirred up in me about living under a open heaven. Oh, come on, glory to God. Pastor Tony, I see you living Under a open heaven. I I, I can go through the list and I can call all of your names. I pray that you're right. Somebody put that in the comments. See, this series is designed to position you for living under an open heaven. Who Who am I ministering to tonight? In John chapter 1, verse 50 through 51. Good to see uh, Johnny and Tanya Russell. It was so good to see you guys Sunday. So many of you honored uh, honored uh, Marquita and I, and, and it just does our heart good to see the family. We know you're connected, but it does so good to see the, the the family. In John chapter one, verse 50 and verse 51, Jesus answered and said to him, because I said to you, I saw you under a fig tree, you do believe you will see greater things than these, and he said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, hereafter you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. So you all know this story. Uh, Nathaniel, and Philip, and Andrew, and Peter, they're all being called. This is John chapter one. We recently were looking at that. Uh, you are blessed. The series just, you know, last week we wrapped it up. And right after Peter, you know, uh, his brother told him, you know, we found the son of God, Nathaniel and Philip, uh, you know, uh, Philip was under a fig tree and uh, they, they, they come and Jesus, listen carefully, because we're, t- we're not talking about Philip, we're talking about you. Jesus answered and said, and because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, you do believe you will see greater things than these. Listen to me carefully. Everyone that's online right now, you've seen God do some great things in your life. But I'm here to tell you, as if Jesus was speaking through me to speak to you, you will see greater things than these. You're going to see some miracles. You're going to see some signs. You're going to see some wonders. Don't give up your hope for marriage. Don't give up your marriage, praise God. You are going to see greater things than these. Say it out loud. I will see greater things than these. And then he said to him, right after he said, "You're gonna see some. You're gonna see some great things." I, I, I wish we were in church, right? Because I would tell you to turn to your t- turn to your neighbor and tell him, "You're gonna see greater things than these." Yeah, God showed up for you financially. He opened up a way out of no way. Things happened supernaturally. The doctor said you were gonna to have to have surgery. Glory to God. We don't have to have surgery. I mean, yes, God has been good to you. You've seen great things done in your life, but I'm saying by the Spirit of God, prophetically, you will see greater things than these. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. I'm just letting the little pressure off. Glory to God. I'm going to see greater things than these. Um, there's a song. Uh, I'm expecting great things. I'm expecting great things. I'm expecting great things, great things. Uh, I think uh, Priscilla Hilliard uh, sings that song. Maybe you can uh, put it in Amazon or something like that. Expecting great things by Priscilla Hilliard. Glory to God. I just want. I just want to. I just want to stay in that moment. Because Jesus, our Lord, is saying to us, because we are engaged in this moment, because we are interested in what the Spirit of God is saying, he's saying, yeah, you've experienced the supernatural, but you will see greater things than these. But then he goes beyond that, and then he says, Most assuredly, I say to you, hereafter, after this point, you are going to see heaven open (laughs) and angels of God. You're going to see angels ascending and descending upon the son of man. Now, I believe that this was a special word of blessing that Jesus spoke over this man that he didn't speak over every man. Just like he said, Simon, you are Peter, but upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. You are blessed because flesh and blood didn't reveal this you. And he said, I'm giving you the keys of the kingdom. But to this man, he said, you're going to see heaven open. Woo, glory. You're going to see angels going up and coming down. Glory to God. I mean, is there anybody else in the Bible that has ever seen angels ascending and descending you, that has ever seen an open heaven? You all know where I'm about to go with this. Hallelujah. All right, so let me contain myself for a minute. Hallelujah. He says, you're gonna see heaven open. And, and, and really, that's my excitement about blessing blockers that at Faith Family for the members, visitors, and especially the volunteers that we're going to see some open heavens. We're going to live under open heavens. The block from from our blessing that that makes us rich. Amen. Glory to God. The, The blocks are going to be removed. Hallelujah. And we will experience life under an open heaven. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1 and 2, and then in verse 12. This year we did a series, glory to God. I I hear you, Sister Julia, amen to that. We did a series called uh, Overtaken. It was based out of Deuteronomy chapter 1 and 2. And it said, now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today that the Lord your God will set you on high above all nations of the earth. <laughs> that was verse 1. Man, if we look at some of our lives, it seemed like the Lord set us on low. <laughs> Come on, wait a minute now. You know how you um you know you're cooking something and you set it on a low temperature, right? And then you can cook something like boil some water and you set it on high. Man, if you look at some of our lives, it looks like the Lord set us on low. (laughs) All right, so wait a minute now, because that's the word. What what God wants is to set you on high. He wants to set you on fire for Him. Amen. Uh, It shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to carefully observe all His commandments which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Now think about it. He, for the, for the next 12 verses, just begins to enumerate blessing after blessing after blessing. But wait. Those the, the, verse 3 through verse 14 are really the manifestations of the blessing. He's going to say something good about your life and your body is gonna be empowered to profit. He's gonna say something good about your life and your bank accounts are gonna be full. He's gonna say something good about your life and your children are gonna be healthy and you're gonna be financially wealthy and you're gonna be prosperous everywhere you go. You're gonna be blessed coming in and blessed going out. You're gonna live in good lands and good houses and and you're gonna have increase and abundance and victory everywhere you go. He's talking about the manifestation of the blessing. You see, the blessing is spiritual that's designed to show up in the physical. The blessing is spiritual when it's released. It's designed to show up in the physical. He says all of these blessings are going to come on. He's talking about the manifestation. Remember, I told you that's the key word. It's the golden word. It's the key word, it's the manifestation. Because according to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. Cannot be in the spirit more blessed than we are right now. But you know, the, the truck I drive, they make better trucks. You know? And when you drive a new car, it's nice. Amen. Then I want you to look at verse number 12, Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse number 12. He says, and the Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand And you shall lend to many nations and live debt-free. You shall not borrow. So I literally have to calm down to preach this. Because Deuteronomy 28 is about the blessing. (laughs) Uh, You know, we talked about the curse of the law. That's Deuteronomy 28, 15 through 60, whatever. The blessing of the law, right? according to Galatians chapter three, that the blessing of the law might come upon us. The, this is the blessing of the law. Look at what the blessing of the law is, that the Lord will open in you the heavens. God wants the heavens open. He doesn't want the blessings blocked. He doesn't want heaven to be shut up and he can't get the blessings that he, he, like in Malachi, he wants to open the windows of heaven and pour out the manifestation of the blessing where you don't have room enough to receive it. The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the the heavens. He'll open the heavens. To bless. Then in Genesis chapter 28. I just made reference to this. Have we ever seen somebody? Or do we, have we ever seen somebody in scripture that saw angels ascending and descending? Yeah, according to Genesis chapter 28. <laughs> our man Jacob dreamed. And behold, a ladder was set up on the earth and its top reached to the heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. I'm here to tell you over the next several weeks by the spirit of wisdom and revelation, you're going to be sitting. I am going to be sitting up under uh, open heavens. It's going to be like angels are coming down with revelation. Glory to God, sending up our prayer requests before God. I'm here to tell you we are about to enter into a time where we will see Heaven's open and angel, angelic activity happening. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Second Kings chapter six. I'm just about done. I I, I don't want to belabor the time. I just got two more major passages of scripture and they're both in second Kings chapter six this is almost overwhelming praise god in second kings chapter 6 um, it tells that it happened after that this that benadad king of syria gathered all his army and went up and besieged samaria and there was a great famine in samaria and indeed they besieged it until a donkey's head was sold for 80 shekels of silver and one-fourth cab of dove droppings for five shekels of, sil- of silver. You all have heard me talk about this story before. And I believe prophetically is symbolic of where some of us are right now. That the enemy, so-called king of this world, Satan, has besieged those that are living in the city of God and straightly shut it up. In other words, he put roadblocks from supplies entering into the city. He he shut down all forms of communication so that messengers couldn't get anything, get any word or any any word to be sent out for help. He had besieged and he shut it up so that none could come in and none could get out. And there was such a famine in that city as a result of this besiege that it got to the point where something that was devalued was really expensive. I wouldn't pay one piece of silver for uh, uh, the head of a donkey unless times got so hard that that was the only thing, you know, viable that could be eaten. Maybe you find yourself where where you find yourself in a hard way and in hard press. A uh, A prophet of God was sent. And in 2 Kings chapter 7 and verse number 1, it said that Elisha said, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, about this time tomorrow, a seeth of fine flour will be sold for a shekel and two seeths of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. So an officer on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said look if the Lord would make windows in heaven could this thing be? And the prophet said in fact You'll see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. I want to close on this note because I don't want you to be like this officer that leans on the king's hand, uh, on whom the, the, the king leaned. I'm coming to you like a prophet of God. I'm, I'm a pastor. I recognize a prophetic anointing because I studied under a great prophet brother Kenneth Hagan oftentimes prophetic messages come to me for you as your pastor so that I can give you what thus says the Lord the Bible says if you believe the prophet so shall you prosper this is a prophetic message God wants to help you unblock yourself He's not not blocking you. I put a little asterisk by that. We'll come back to it. God's not your problem. He's your answer. But there invariably are things in our lives that's blocking the flow of blessing. So if you're ready Say it out loud to God, Father in heaven, in the name of Jesus, unblock me. Reveal to me things in my life that are blocking the flow of your blessings over my life. In Jesus' name, amen. My heart cry is that you not be like this guy who said man, there's just no way, even if God himself opened up the heavens, there's no way that things can turn around in my life. Some of us are so quick to give up on marriage, relationships. Some of us are quick to give up on the ideal of marriage. Some of us are quick to give up on on our children or even the idea of having a child. What is impossible with men is possible with God. Don't disposition yourself that even if God, there's no way things could turn around for me financially. At my age, I'm on a fixed income. Don't give up hope. God's got great plans for your life. Good to see you Janice Burnett, love you, love you lady, trust you're doing good, think about you often, I speak this over your life, God wants to see you live under an open heaven. Let me give you an overview of blessing blockers, these are some things that have just already been quickened in my heart, I don't know what order I'm going to give them in, I don't know what I'm going to preach next week, but I'm going to start giving you one by one different things that the Bible reveals that will block the blessing. Disobedience. Ignorance. Offense. Unforgiveness. Unrighteousness pride, or selfishness, dishonor, which includes not tithing. So this is a series you don't want to miss. Uh, It's in me to take my time and go over each of these uh, blockers thoroughly. Uh, That's not a conclusive list. Um, But those are some direct inspirations that I've gotten already by Revelation. Ultimately, I'm so excited about the outcome of greater manifestation of God's blessings showing up in your lives. Amen. Amen. Maybe I can make a book out of this. Did you get anything out of the word of God tonight? Come on, lift your hands and let's just bless God and praise him. Father, we thank you in advance for revelation tonight and we're crying out to you, unblock me, reveal to me anything in my life that is blocking the flow of blessings in my life in the name of Jesus. Per venture, you're on the broadcast tonight and you don't know Jesus Christ. I can guarantee you that's blocking the blessings. Heaven is shut up over your life and you won't prosper or succeed no matter what your life looks like right now. Jesus is the answer to the problem of sin for every person on the planet. You can receive him today just simply by praying this prayer. Mean it from your heart. God will save you right where you are. Say this out loud. God in heaven, Thank you for this word today. I do believe that Jesus Christ that he is your son that he died for me burying my sins for me. They put him in a grave but I believe he's alive. Come into my heart. Save me from my sins. Lord I do repent for all my sins and I accept your offer of forgiveness. Thank you for saving me and making heaven my home. In Jesus' name, amen. May the Lord bless each and every one of you and keep you. May his favor go before you and behind you and beside you, all around you. May his favor be upon you and your children to a thousand generations in Jesus' name. Receive that today. Come on, receive that today. Yep, there it is. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. We'll see you on Sunday.